you guys. So this is midday on a Friday. There's, I'm making, I'm taking a video of this one. So, but like I said, it's uh, up. So right now, I'm going on a trip and it just felt right to um, take you guys along with me and I'm really just gonna get down to like what periodically is going through my head when I take this trip because I take this trip a lot and you know I'm starting to recognize patterns and I think that this is the best outlet to speak to those patterns and uh, the first thing I really wanted to say was that like the first step in the trip is always you know a little manic and there's like there's mania there and there's a lot there's like the type of thinking the type of behavior and when I'm interacting with people while I'm on that trip, they don't they don't notice the difference. So, you know, I feel like that's pretty telling to like the role the manic behavior plays in my day-to-day -day life. If those that know me kind of aren't able to perceive that anything's changed, but it's just like, it uh, it doesn't really it like if I'm whatever like this first is this type of speaking is like it's it's stuff like that where it's I'll be like doing something procedural or just like doing something that requires like attention and then I just like and then time just starts flying by and I'm just like stuck on like periods or like making sure that like my beard's straight because it's just like overwhelming amount of mania but then you know and that's where I'm at right now to be honest you know I feel like I can feel the phases of the trip starting to you know run its course but mania is still the overwhelming part that is um present right now and then it mania normally gets cut up by portions of anxiety like i just went out to get like a tub of rice pudding and then when i was coming back to my room i was just like ooh like i need food i'm a i'm a comfort either i'm this is food's playing this significant role a too much of a significant role in my life and those were the thoughts and then i got a little anxious cuz i was like oh my god do i need to be eating all this i'm fine am i really hungry and it's just like it, it i get cut off by moments like that but it's just overwhelmingly just like running thoughts through my head and like just like that sort yeah just like manic behavior and actually i feel like manic behavior is like the first real step but before manic behavior there's normally like just like a like a moment like where I'm just like really like happy-go-lucky and I'm just like, play, like you know, like the type of playful, flirty, drunk archetype that we know. I have, a, I have like a moment where I'm just like, yeah, let's party, let's do all this stuff. And then it cuts into mania. And you know, I don't know. I don't know how many episodes I'm gonna be ending up making, you know, 
throughout the course of probably the next 24 hours, but I'm going to try to give y'all as much as a complete picture of what's going on. And, you know, yeah, part of me does know that as we get into different stages, part of me hates the fact that, you know, I'm doing this and I'm like, like being so revealing and letting, literally putting on a public forum, like all the inner workings of my mind. But when I'm in this manic phase, the thing that comforts me the most is just knowing that I'm within a hierarchy when I'm within a system that will back me up when, if I was to ever falter. And you know, most systems, most of those systems that we have in this present reality are flawed towards people like me. So I don't really know how I feel about that, but it's just like feeding into like this collective moment, this whole sort of, I don't know, whatever. It's definitely part of something that I want to do when I'm in this phase. So yeah. Yeah. In this phase, I'm still. And this, I mean, I never lose consciousness, but in this stage, I'm pretty conscious and like I can tell that the world's going on around me and I may be needed to participate. But I don't know. I'm just like, I'm pulling away from that world and I just want to be left alone. But I also know that to be part of the system is you have to get, when you get called on, you know, you you can't just be a part of the system when you want to and then try to be revolutionary the second that something upsets you. So I guess one of the underpinning is I might get lucky and this might be, I might be able to get really far away from the present reality and the world and what's going on, but it, it's all about luck, really, because at any moment, I you can be thrown, something can be thrown at you, and you can just be, you know, completely caught off guard. And I've been um, experimenting with, like, leaving my phone on airplane mode, you know, do not disturb on devices for, like, some periods through the day, so I just get used to being unplugged and being you know, not really relying on or being part, hang on, let me, um, like relying on and, and being part of a greater picture, but yeah, I have no idea what I was saying, but, 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 but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was one. This is like one of those hallmarks where it's like these hallmark hallmarks where it's like I do stuff like that all the time. Where it's like I noticed that when I was saying a sentence phonetically, but stood out a little more than the other words. So then I repeated it to myself because that's what I remember. 
and then I made it into a melody and I made it into a more complex melody. And it's like, this is just a word. I didn't have to reinvent the wheel because, but was said, but, and now it's like, it's happened. Like, it's just like, now it's, it's a natural part of my speech. So there's just going to be so many trigger points when that happens. And when it's like, oh, this is what you did before when that happened. So, and actually that's really relevant to, you know, a lot of stuff, you know, like a lot of like these episodic experiences, you know, the first episode sets a lot of that tone, especially with like relationship building. If like you had a fall entrance on your first time, it's like those thoughts do exist where you're like, there's a, this can all be, you know, taken away from me. This is not, really like there's always a doubt that what you're really feeling is what's really being dealt out or if you're just like the people are manipulating you or if people are you know just like like not really there when you feel like they're there or not really like you know present and like in the relationship then you are so it's like there's that conflict and conflict is a big part of, you know, this part of the trip. Because, like, there's a lot of conflictious energy. And I used to be, like, concerned at, like, these different sides of, you know, me and, like, these, things, these sides are in conflict were like, what was I trying to think? That it made me like um ingenuine, so to speak. Because it's like, I can be like really um responsible and really, you know, you know, authoritarian or parental. parental. And then the next I could be like fun-loving, fun-wielding. And you know, when people experience both sides of that, they're just like, oh, you're, you're mixy or oh, you're not. They always assume the worst for, probably where it's like oh you're just a part you're like you're a free wielder you're what society doesn't want you to be but then it's like I'm also actually responsible and I'm also actually oh I have a lot of like traits that are looked at and like admired in the system but I don't let the fact that I don't let that fact affect affect me to the point where I'm right I'm talking as if I'm writing for word count but it's like hmm just to continue that thought it's just like I know that I'm like I have a lot of traits that society is looking after and you know are treasured but it's also like I don't let that define me and It's like people always want to, you know, look at the worst when it comes to stuff like that because my speech is so staggered. I apologize. But the fact that I know that my speech is staggered is what's really being a pinpoint because, you know, I'm still reflecting and judging myself based off of present society standards. And I'm just like, those shouldn't be applying to me when I'm right during when I'm in this state. All right, 
finally, I met finally to wrap up this conversation that I've been moving around on. Both the wild side of me and both the hardworking, respectable side of me are genuinely me. And I'm starting to become okay with knowing that, like, yeah, I both sides are can't exist within the same person. Cause you know, whenever I was like th- completely throwing myself into the the side that was just like responsible and well kept and stuff, I'll be like thinking like about all the all the opportunities I was missing by being so locked in and being so in a box. But then when I'm out free loving and you know doing whatever I want and not caring, it's like I want to care. I want something to, you know, occupy that frame of my mind where it's like, I want things organized. I wanted things planned. And there's just like, just what I've been coming to realize is that I can, I can switch between those two. Cause you know, a big part of my identity is like, it's in terms of effort, in terms of time, effort, all those things. I'm either really zero or a hundred. I'm never, I've never been a 50 guy where it's like either I'm not giving you any energy at all or whenever you need something, I'm always there. I'm right there. And it's like, that's normally been the dichotomy. But now that I'm starting to take some more, some more of my own autonomy, some more identity to myself, it's like I exist at that 50 where it's like I might text you back in like a bird, like you might text me and then I, I don't answer back in like a long time and then I text you back in a burst just to let you know that like I wasn't doing that because I didn't like y'all doing that because I was like, you know, not really, I was giving to, I was taking time for myself, but also like being able to also be at a hundred, be at that regular, like I'm always there for you state, which is like no more than four people, no more than four people. But like if you have like that, that core group or that principal group, and and it's starting to realize that like people aren't looking down at me for being a 50 in that regard like people who are just friends like passing friends or acquaintances they don't want those acquaintances to be like so available and so just like you know dependent and like forced like forced to be into you know Oh, like that sort of role and that role. And, you know, I, I said that role because I wanted to kind of put a Band-Aid on like that 15 seconds of word jumble. But also, I feel like I said this like not even three minutes ago. It's the fact that I'm analyzing what's going on right now and trying to like codify it. That's like really just like, Part of me is like, huh? Why do you need to do this? Why is why is this like what you should be doing and what you are doing when you should just be enjoying the fact that you're in that state? And part of me is trying to do this compromise where it's like, okay, we'll let you do something like this where you talk about it get out all your thoughts, long form media, but then we get autonomy. And then you have your reference point if you really need to, need to like revisit what it's like 
you can listen or watch something like this and then be like, okay, this is what, this is, this is where I went. This is how the trip went. So that the next time you're on that trip, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to, you know, you can let go of that and you don't have to try to like be making your own experience acceptable and digestible of other people. And that's a part of me that me like that's a part of my think that's a part of who I am, but that's a part of my thinking that's like, oh, this is why this is okay to do. This is why this is why this is like something that I was I was I'm doing, but I was like willing to do because it's like there's just that there's that chance where it's like I can finally gain autonomy. And I don't know. But I do. Yeah. I'm just taking my phone off airplane mode now. It's like, I don't know how I was really feeling about having, being so plugged in to like what's going on in like the outside world the first time I decided to record this. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. And there's a part of me that knows in the back, back of my head, back, 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 head, back of my head is like, if I just observe what you do naturally, I'll be able to craft that storyline and give people something to follow through these episodes of you rambling. Because, like, if you just consistently ramble and they're not connected and they're not in an interwoven story or universe, people aren't going to be able to, people aren't going to listen to that. People aren't going to sit here and be like, oh, let me listen to this random guy talk about whatever. And then, wait, yeah, talk about whatever and act like that's fulfilling. Like, there needs to be points. Part of, like, the back, back, back part of my head, like, there needs to be points where people can reference and like be like oh and string storylines together based off of like what you're able to parse through this and from there that's where people start to stay that's where people get involved in the universe and get like really encaptured into the story and then from that if it if i did it genuinely if this is just like how it is i can use I can keep that story going for a long time because then I'm just going to be a living person who can also contribute to and do things like this. But then I run the risk at that point of being fatigued and doing, having these trips and having these experiences more so to like feed the beast than to just enjoy for myself. And that's just... That's just where I am, and that's just shocking. It's shocking. It's shocking. I'm, but I'm, pl- what all that was getting into is that I'm plugged in now. And now I'm looking at this article from The Sun. And it's, it's about um, one of the local vehicle shops, and it's just really funny. I'm really, I'm still carrying this trend over just so that. For those that don't get it and don't get um, 
what I was talking about like a couple minutes ago. This is me pulling a story together. This is an example. So in the previous episodes, I was just talking about, um, I was talking about like the, and the, my, the role identity plays in this show and the role that like specifics in terms of this content really kind of take people out of the experience and into the experience of finding out who this person is and finding out what they're doing now because it's just so eerily personal and eerily like going through this and listening to this it's like you're able to get to know the true essence of who I am therefore you're like innately interested in making sure that like you have someone like that for the other people and like you can like that there's someone that exists that's able to just be so courageous and brave because everyone kind of has this experience, but not a lot of people are inspired by it or at the point of their life where they're just able to put it out and like get it out in these artistic forms. And, you know, that's part of celebrity. That is part of like, musicians and actors and actresses this is part of the way the reason they have status is because they're able to pull at these moments and they're able to you know get to a point of themselves where they're able to like interlace their inner being with their work and then they become like that is part of the reason why people are able to relate because people can people recognize those experiences and that's that is definitely part of celebrity i mean of course capitalism is a larger part but Part of celebrity is having that ability because people do have that ability. But anyway, this Arab on the Sun is about a, a local bagel shop and it's talking about nostalgia and you know, That was cute. Mm, cute. Mm. Oh, RBG is going to be lying, is lying in the state. Lion stayed at the Capitol. She's the first woman to do so. That's such great news. We should talk about that, should we? Hmm. Since I am, all right, so full disclosure, I guess like the predecessor or like the, yeah, the predecessor of this sort of show was, occurred like a couple weeks ago maybe like two or three where I was in a, this was a different, this was the, no, this was a different trip. And I like was in my notes app and I just like wrote down everything that I was thinking. And I was just like, I, and then like, yeah, I wrote everything I was thinking about, like all like the things that I didn't really, yeah, this is the thing I was thinking about, I would say. And then, I was like, I couldn't look at that when I was in, when I wasn't traveling and when I wasn't 
I'm really contributing to this analogy. Please catch me a break. I'm, I don't want to, you know, like, I'm, I'm trying. I'm really trying, but that did sound just, like, stupid. But I can just, I'm just going to stick to being, we'll, we'll, amend, we'll amend the list of analogies I use as I move through this show. I think that's what we're going to do. And then someone knocks the door and now back in present reality, like, damn me, boss, damn me, boss. Hang on, guys. It's going to take us a while to get there again. But I also did tell you that that's how it goes. So I'm kind of, it's like, I'm, there's, there's, that, there's just conflict. There's conflict. And it's like, why am I doing this? Why am I revealing the inner workings of my mind as if that's not leaving me vulnerable to attacks in my present life? And I don't know. Like I said last time, it was just that one, it's like a 50-50 split, but on the side of, say, private, there's that one rebel that's just like, you know, working undercover or that, you know, really wants this to get out because thinks this is important it needs to be said but but everyone else just doesn't see it that way because they're so locked into that experience and in essence that's me that i'm locked into this experience because like if 99 percent of you is, <laughs> is like polarized and not listening to each other that one percent becomes a vitally important number because like if like you're always at 50 50 within your head you know it only takes one it only takes one little tinge i get hair in here yeah i got hair in my rice pudding this is just a disaster a disaster and i don't know like even now, I'm sitting here and every, you know, couple minutes, I get, like, constant talk, like, pulls of jokes of, like, ooh, how do you know that people are able to hear your, ooh, your camera, like, you know. Hmm. All the things that I'm thinking about in present reality. But also, yeah, just talking more about this whole and this conflict. Another part of the camp of put this out, produce this, make this into a consumable is like, when you bring in the personal, that's where, that's where it gets a little more, you know, con 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 contextuous. Listen, the English language is, I, I don't even know what I can say. It is my first language, I can't even. But anyway, you know, once I bring in the personals, that, that makes it into another story of like, ooh, can I figure out who this is based off of what I'm able to parse through or like whatever. And then like, 
that's a side storyline behind like the fact that this is being like this is something that people can just like consume and relate to because it's like it's just human and raw but it's but it's still being passed like it's still being passed along as if it's like indicative of like an overall moment where this is like innately personal this is like this is what's going on through my individual head and if that that random stream of consciousness is so inter- interlinked or intertuned to like someone else's then like what does that say about the state of humanity and what does that say about like how much of what we consume becomes who we are and i know you all been noticing how I reward myself with rice pudding every time that I say something that I think is coherent and smart and informed or appearingly wise because I get the rewards for that. Now, part of this would be really funny because if, like, the sound wasn't working and everything, because, like, in the present reality, I often think about how, like, what would happen if, like, one thing goes wrong or, like, all those little, like, mistakes and, like, embarrassing moments, how do you avoid all of them? But another part of me is like, I can't do anything but live this experience. Um, whatever happens, happens, and it's like not doubt what I'm doing. It's just really funny because, like, part of me is saying, like, if I was doing this in, like, 1994, okay, let's be honest, if I was doing this in, like, if I was doing this in the early 2000s and produced this to be, like, if it reached its, like, fruition, now, like, now I would be like, I feel like that would be the, the timeline. Okay, that was really confusing. Let me put, let me piece this more together for you. So like, if I was really involved in this experience and the, the creation of this narrative starting in like 2004, I feel like by between the time of 2004 and now, that's where it really hit fruition because this is really, Stuff like this is really in at this present moment and like in the recent history of like, oh, let's like tie in experiences from the past or like this moment and how we got there 
and how we felt like when we made these jumps into the internet, when we made these jumps into our homes. And yeah, in the early 2000s, you know, that was a big transition for the country and society where it's like, there's new present realities and we can't really rely on these like old timey tropes of like respect and decorum because like the present reality isn't you know in order all the time it isn't completely like sterilized from like anything All right. I'm sorry. Okay. Wait, just to finish up that whole storyline. Just so you know, finish the whole storyline. I struggle in, in my present reality to, you know, be heard in social settings and allow my voice to, you know, be to impact what's going on and what's going on with others without feeling bad about like imposing that power on them and their autonomy. But I have something to say. And so like my roommates are, one of my roommates is really into Shiba Inus. And he is, um, he found some Shiba Inu puppies that are five hours away and he wants to get one. And uh, investing in pets in this present, in long-term pets in this present, you know, climate of like living with some of your college, like your friends from college, you know, in a dorm for the school year and still being in school and all this stuff. And being in that point of your life and investing in a pet, it just seems really dumb because like, then like this is supposed to be the time where we're really focused on growing who we are and like our brand as a name and having a pet from such an early stage in that it was just like you would let like it would be a burden when you're like trying to progress through the world and like specifically corporate America or like whatever capitalistic system of labor that you want to um, call what you do because even like the ones that are so far removed from capitalism and this idea of like profit are still interlaced, have that system interlaced in how they're organized normally. And there's like, I, I, I can't really think of any like many examples of things that are past that point or organizations that are, you know, just more natural because, you know, Capitalism fucked up a lot of shit in such a wide proportion over the world that it's like there's just so few people there's so few people groups and like societies that are like not affected by it. But anyway, I 
I don't remember. I sent myself a reminder and now I will remember. I will. I feel like I'm making exclusive content because like if this was to, you know, become a thing and become a universe or like, yeah, universe, like a cinematic universe, like this, this like visual recapitulation of this trip, it's, it would be valuable and it would like add so many it would add into all the gaps in the audio only version of this because like people are going to probably start to you know think about and wonder like if i'm sitting here and i'm talking to you right now how did i look what was i doing what like what is what the universe that you're painting through your storytelling equal to the universe that you're in and that is really fun and that really like mm. I think it's like spiritually fun like connect having spiritual connections and like realizing that we all have similar experiences in life and that we can all relate to each other but also then there's the the evil head of capitalism coming up and being like, we're gonna melt this for as much money as we can. All right, so a very nice experience. So she be eating, yes. And now they're just talking, like they're really entertaining the idea. And when she can, you guys call another one if y'all caught that. I don't know what to say, but there was another slip in this whole anonymous type of you know, projection in the storyline. And speaking on storyline, <laughs> speaking on storyline, you know, the fact that it's just like, it seems as if I was, make, if I was gonna make this into what is generally seen as, you know, acceptable and favorable amongst like creating these sort of stories in the general, I'm not really saying anything. But, you know, I'm still talking, but, okay, just to parse through what just happened, there's, like, if I was just a person telling a storyline, and it was this, me- and, like, the rules that I set were, the- I was, like, this messy, too, and, like, oh, it's supposed to be anonymous, I'm dropping, I'm name dropping, or, oh, the details of whatever, and that's just, like, taking people out of the story, and pulling them into the, oh, wait, what's, what, what was specific about what this person was going through that makes this like relevant to me? Because 
that's what the present reality wants you to think. They want you to think that, oh, we're not really all connected through humanity and we're really connected through these societal tropes and norms and that's how we're connected because, you know, we're not, because, like, we've all been through these, like, labelers or, like, these processes of life that that's how people are connected. But in reality, people are connected spiritually. Spiritually, oh my god, spiritually, 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 yeah, we're connected by spirits and. Closing it off as if it never happened. It's just like such like a fun thing to do, and like it's just like funny. Like I can imagine like Bob doing it or something, and we just mean like, oh my god, me and Bob are so like intermixed because we're able to we both do that thing, but it's like in reality, am okay? Am I really about to say that I have a spiritual connection to Bob the Drag Queen right now? Is that what I'm about to say? Yes, like you have, like it's like a spiritual thing, you know. Astrology gets at that a little, like it gets at having these like interlace ident- identifiers that are not tied to society, or like yeah, society is probably the best word, but like it's not a full, it's not a full um, rep- it's not like a full picture of that world, and it's not the only thing that we have because like if we really put effort into you know pulling ourselves out of the present system we will find so much more of things like astrology and things like these pseudosciences so to speak that aren't i guess they are pseudosciences so then what's the value of the word science but like there's so much more of this and if present if the present manifestation of society was able to see that there was so much more in this world, it would fall apart. And there's just like a lot of people who are willing to invest everything they have to make sure that that doesn't fall apart.
I had one of those moments again where I'm like, you know, creating that interest and seeing what was going on during that. Because, you know, this is probably going to place me too much, but we're in the OnlyFans era of, you know, human connection where it's like, like, where we're starting to value it and we're starting to be like, hey, if you want to get to know all this stuff about me. You're gonna have to contribute something to me. This is not like putting cages on human connection. A lot of those people know that it's real. And they know that like, there's levels, it's not like, I don't even know like a hype beast right now, but there's levels to this shit, you know? And (laughs) I was like, oh my God. I'm just like going back and forth because it's like I'm contributing to the paradigm that I'm talking so negatively about. And I still don't know how to feel about this because if you were to ask present me or me during this trip, if you're the person that just like did these sort of things, I probably would have been like, no. But, like, here I am doing that sort of, like, I don't know, tit for tat. Sort of, like, I'll let you pass one if you let me pass one type of energy. Because, like, those people are just normally seen as, like I said before, mixy or, like, you know, more so, like, wild or untamed but those are the people that are really living just experience the way that it's been given to us and like doing just doing what they should be doing which is just living their life but also not really understanding that their life has been created through these paradigms that are not real And that's where I think that's where I'm at when you know, like the idea of an of an aunt or like a cousin, you know, the only reality in that is the fact that we're a clan culture, but the rest of it had just was just created by like by us. That's not an interwoman part of our existence. That's what it's a result of that. This whole experience is a result of how far we were. We were able to get through living this, going through this natural process of evolution. And we reached a point where this is what we do with our, with the amount of like advancements that we have. Because we're, we're able to produce content like this now versus like, here is who I am, spiritually, 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 yeah, spiritually. But 
know. Also, just like in terms of doing video, I just, I feel like I'm like presenting in front of a big stage whenever I like shrug my shoulder or like just like go through a thing or like have my have my eyes closed or like pet myself or do something like cutesy like that. But like no one ever notices it. <laughs> and no one ever is really cognizant of what I'm trying to do. They just kind of look at me and see me doing something and they kind of move on. But like. There's a, oh, I feel like this is the new stage. This is part of, this is one of the stages where it's like, I'm just like so absorbed with being like cutesy and like, or like, just like be like the thing that should be admired and I'm like constantly on the prowl for like that person to admire me and just like being on what I was able to do or like, what I represent and my identity. But like also know that that connection to my identity isn't necessarily real. And that it's like, what we're really doing is connecting to how our spirit manifests in this current manifests in this current reality. But that in and of itself is not our spirit. That's just the manifestation and the actual spirits down there, you know, you can get there if it's like real or if it's like that's what that's supposed to be, but that's not what you're get what you're getting off the rip. And then getting rid and if that manifestation is what gets them into the system of like relationship, it's just like if that's how it starts, it's innately flawed and it's like not really based on that real spiritual being it's based off of the projection and i feel like there's very there's not a lot of instances where people are able to come back from that and come back to i forgot what i was talking about I feel like this is a part of it where it's like, I am innately trying to disengage with, you know, the system and what, and, you know, society. But I'm like still doing this and I'm still, you know, you know, making the, bringing this experience into the, into reality and into the present reality. and it's innately supposed to be doing the opposite. There's like, I feel those pulls and then sometimes, you know, I stop talking. I'm just like, bro, like, leave this for us. Like, why are you over here saying exactly what's going on as it's going on? Like, be part of the experience. But then I'm just so interwoven into need, the need to, be, to speak to the moment, you know, be like that philosophical what's going on right now type of genre of content or people mostly and i feel like i belong there but also feeling like you belong there is kind of a telltale sign that you don't and because like the people who belong there kind of just like inherently know that they belong there 
like it's not like a question of optics it's just a question of who you are but for me it's like i'm still con i'm here and i'm saying on these things but i'm obviously still connected to the optics and connected to like the manifestation of what this is in society and in terms of like capitalism and I don't know, I feel like a lot of, a lot of the real people, here, oh, here's a unjust, so here's a unjust predi prediction or theory that I have that, you know, it's not based off of any science, but it's just how I feel. And I hate the fact that I have to do that because, you know, every, like, this is going to be a consumable, so, you know, I do have to watch for my optics and what I say. You know who like if it's this is like a show that's going to be based off being mixy or controversial like still within that system where do i draw the lines where am i being responsive to the fact that like moms don't want their, their kids to see curse words on television and you know how television networks play with that or like you know like interact with that to make it seem within their own system to, you know, secretly still give all those images to children, but through these projections of non-reality that soon become reality. And then you would hope that the predictions overlay and that is like, oh, this prepared me for, you know, real experiences, but most of the time they do not, or they do for a select amount of people in a society. And it just like goes blank. And one of the present top conflicts in my mind about this is like the role of my freedom. Because, like, in all honesty, I really, part of me is just like to make this into a more compelling and interwoven sort of experience, you have to. You have to be there. You have to be present. You can't like leave and come back and do all these things because it's like that's taking you out of that's taking you out of the moment. That's taking you out of these, you know, this really like good this like thing of value that you're saying in all this rambling. But it's also like, but. I'm like still inherently selfish and want to like do things and still not be cognizant of the fact that this is like supposed to be, you know, philosophical and, you know, really speak to something. But so there's that conflict. And notice I did say we are inherently selfish. If people just like started to be okay with having that characterization and not taking it as like a character attack, but just like something that we all go through. But, and even that sentence that I just said, you know, in all capsulations, kind of like a, a thing that everyone knows, but everyone just like ignores, but then there's a like group of people who are really, you know, enamored to make that story, to make that story like reality. And I'm like running to catch the phone, but they keep on running away from me.
like, I do that all the time, where it's like, I communicate through paradigms, and most of the time they work, or they're like, topically funny, but it's like, it's a fucking paradigm. It's not, like, is that how I present who I really am through, like, little, like, <laughs> like, slapstick comedy, or, like, being, like, that, that person who's not afraid to say, like, bitch in front of, like, respected, com- like, you know, like, those type of characters. And... I mean, I don't know how I feel about that, you know? And, you know, I don't know how I feel about that because that is the present reality. I mean, I just use a hypothetical to kind of get me through it, but that is what I'm going through right now. And it's like, I honestly do not know how I feel about that. And part of the conflict is that, like, if you have equal pools on either side, you're, you know, you're equally balanced. You're not being pulled in any direction and you can choose to exist there that's a if or you can get rid of the conflict and see where you land or like see which which side it has more pull or is more you know amenable to what you want and what you need and <laughs> boy it's like in my head it's just like I'm speaking as if I'm like a fucking like the fucking dad in Toy Story, where it's like everything I say is like imagined from like this philosophical, very wise point of view of like people with experience. But like, then again, I'm 19 and I haven't had any of those experiences that kind of drive those sort of notions of like wisdom. But then again, I feel like me thinking that I never had those experiences when in fact I have gone through a plethora of things that other people just haven't gone through. And you know, I continuously have had the mentality of like using the hurt to grow and you know, encapsulating like you know, positive regard for myself no matter what is happening or no matter what other people say. And I don't know. I hope that was fun for you guys because I honestly do not know where that was going from there. And I feel like a lot of people were were probably are going to really be feeling that and really be like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. But then like, I didn't get to the finish. I didn't get to the reveal of like how that experience innately fits into me and my like how okay how that notion or how that you know plot line is innately related to me in my life. But I'm also not giving you how I feel about it specifically to the details I provided you. I'm just giving you the outline, and I'm just like, yeah, you go through like things like trauma bonding or like all these pop psychology sort of processes, but you know, you can describe how they apply to you and how you got through them. But if you don't give that specific little, oh, I stopped drinking, like I 
okay, here's an example of something where it's like, oh, I used to be an alcoholic. And then, you know, school teaches you, you drink a lot, of, you drink alcohol a lot, you become an alcoholic. If you get a DWI, the license gets taken away. And then they teach you all these paradigms like, oh, alcoholics are normally, you know, angry or like, you know, just something, some sort of like symptoms that you can use to diagnose the world. And then from that, they just tell you that's what you are and that you should, and then like, they don't tell you to change. You don't like, there's no forcing, but it's just like everything you consume tells you that that's not acceptable. And then like through that, other people conform to that image of that not being acceptable and then it puts pressure on you based off the social interactions of you and your loved ones because then you know your sister might pop up and be like hey drinking's bad and then like you get that pressure of like oh this person doesn't like me because of something that I naturally do to cope or something or like this cycle that I fell into even saying the cycle that I fell into feeds into that paradigm of like oh that's not where we're supposed to be and you know maybe it's not I don't I can't really speak to that but it's just like feed like what I'm saying is just feeding into that paradigm that like it's not okay and I'm not even sure if I have a personal anecdote on why that's not okay. Besides, you know, this, like I said, the symptoms I can pin together from my love of what's happening and apply to my loved ones and see what stakes of like, oh, this person may have two of like seven major symptoms for alcoholism. They might be an alcoholic. And then I feel like presently, within the last couple of years, we're at the point where we're trying to formulate what to do in those situations what's the rule book for when you get past that hump and you know it's really about being like receptive and responsive and carry present culture likes to like carry people through things it's trying that's where academia is at how do we like this is like this is what depression is and if you're going through this this and this you're depressed and right now we're like oh here we're like making the rule book of what to do to deal with people who are depressed and said like we're breaking through that this is so scrambled i know someone's gonna get it and like write it in a forum hopefully and honestly i just i know that person that's going to be trying to parse through this to make the storyline work it's going to be one of those people who has this sort of spiritual connection to me in terms of experience and it's probably going to be right. I don't, I don't really feel the need to be like, you know, like the 4chan or the 2chan guy where it's like, oh, it was like all based off of like original diplomacy and like, oh, you were part of this from the beginning. So you get preferential treatment regardless of what you actually commit or like what you actually bring to the table. But there goes another one. There goes another one where it's like building up this like grand law story that like fucking, I don't know, one of the big film directors can turn into like a 
coming of age film or some shit, but completely forgot where the payoff was. <laughs> and yeah, I, I, I don't know what the payoff was for that. Cause like, like you, you're not the press anymore. I picked it up. I did. I'm proud. Cause I did not have to pick that up. And I didn't, I really, I really forgot. I was trying to figure out how I can pick it up, but here it, it was there. It was ready to go. And now in talking and pulling in you guys, pulling in the audience to this experience, I got taken out of the experience I was explaining. And here's that other side of the conflict we were talking about where I'm like, bro, how do you expect me to live this experience and explain it in real time without being pulled out of the experience? And then, you know, I just lose that much of the the juice, the real essence, because I'm making this into like a fucking audio infomercial type shit of like, here's exactly what happens when people when people go on this certain trip. And it's just like, I don't need, like, I, I don't know where I, I got this notion that, like, oh, like, oh, I have to fit into the societal mold of what happens after that, because part of it's not even that real, like, you go through shit, and, like, you still hurt, like, you never get over the pain and the hurt, and then you're just supposed to be, like, I got through it, like, addiction like you never like you can get as far removed from your the thing that you're that you're addicted to i was trying to phrase that in a more you know modern term but like the thing that you're addicted to like that connection's never fully broken that's just like you know you just got to a place where you're have the autonomy to say no because but you're not saying no to the decision. You're saying no to the present reality that, like, to the, I mean, the former reality that, like, hey, it used to define me. That used to be my homie. I used to, we used to hang out, but now we don't. Getting to that point instead of, like, getting tempted and just falling back in, that's the point of growth.
the next paradigm we're going to talk about is the way we were taught about sex and what it was reality. Because, like, this little, I don't even know, fucking montage at this point of what I've been doing for the past couple minutes. It's like, this this isn't sex. Like, it just, it screams sex. Sex, 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 whatever. But it's like, this is not sex. This is me performing a paradigm that was taught to us by television and media that was used to to be an innuendo to sex, but this isn't sex. This is it. And it's like, dealing with that and dealing with the reality that like, there's a whole bunch of sex, like all the sexual perversions of those big people in the media industry. Those are what we're being, we're being taught their specific connections to sex. Like, that's not what sex really is. That's just someone's interpretation. Because, you know, that's where you get into, you know, the Me Too movement and, like, pedophilia, where it's, like, a lot of the images and a lot of the people that are behind these decision-making tables of what ex- what is acceptable for people is, like, they're pushing the... They're pushing down the gates in terms of, like, ooh... Well, it's not, this is not something that should be consumed by eight-year-olds by, like, splicing in these kids' shows with, like, a whole bunch of grown-up shit. And I don't know. Maybe that's on purpose. Maybe that's to expose these kids to what they're going to be facing. But I'm kind of under the, the camp of, like, let them be kids. Let them go through that shit on their own. And if, you know, they don't make it, they don't make it. And, you know, the people who do which is the majority of the people, you know, still with us. Yeah, that was meant to be. We can't really... We're, I don't think us, like, evolutionarily, we're meant to protect people who are a burden to the tribe. And this is, like, really ableist. Like, this really, like, we're naturally ableist. But it's like society made that okay and made that pulled us out of this animalistic experience of like, hey, if you're like, if you're not up to the level of everyone else around you, then you're not as worthy as them. And that like kind of animalistic, like leave the weak one of the herd like back at home when you're like, performing and, you know, going through life and being, you know, active. And, yeah, it's just, like, the way that animals do it, it's, like, really ableist. But it's, like, well, that's also inherently within us. And, you know, society, I don't know. Society now, it has us as the point where we're, like, either so aggressively in the system that we just like it's just like you know it's an it's insulting and it's not something that should be done where you call something out like this because it's just not you know societally or like politically correct but also it's like 
I have no problem in present reality following that stuff and like being correct, being nice to other people and like co-op and like building this like collective community and society where people are equal or egalitarian. But I also recognize that that's just not something that's naturally within me. That's something that was taught. And the fact that it was taught doesn't like mean that it's any less genuine than something that I knew instinctually, but it's still noted that that was taught and that's not real within my head. And there's conflict there because a lot of people aren't at that stage. And like, even the way I'm talking now, you know, it's just like, oh, you're like, you're making yourself out into be someone that you're really not. And you're just like inflating your ego, but it's also like, sometimes you have to inflate your ego to speak to certain things because no one's used to anyone saying them aloud anymore. They don't follow the norm or follow what's going on. And it's just like, shit like this. I think my my package just got here. Shit like this gets labeled like fucking, you know, like misogynistic or something. But it's like, like even that, like it's like, bro, like, there's just a lot of allusions to this idea of being a man interlaced in this show. And a lot of those stuff is based off of, like, it. Wait, what it wasn't based off of for me is, like, this idea of things getting passed down because I honestly didn't really have any hurdles, any, like, real hurdles to just existing outside of that sort of context and not being pressed about it by people that surrounded me. But most of the time that does call, that does press into people around you and that it does become like entangled in how you feel and that there is that pinch point. But what I'm coming from is like instinctual, like if this is not, this is instinctual, this isn't, you know, oh my God, I sound like, they're just like people who talk about other people this way they're like they're like the common household sociopaths honestly and it's just like oh like now why are you thinking about people in this robotic fitting within to a structure type of way when like a lot of people either aren't there yet or are just so within the system that they think that they're lying to themselves when they hear when these like thoughts come and you know i was thinking about i was reading this thing on instagram about intrusive thoughts and i really found comfort in that and i really like i really did that like you know a lot of the more politically incorrect thoughts that come into my head are just like, you know, that's not really who I am. That's just based off of trauma and anxiety. And I was really like feeling that psychological explanation for that, but also I'm just like, that may not be real. That's not what's really going on. And like, there's a part of us that is just naturally meant to do stuff like that. And 
the second that we started to talk about societies and move from that primitive type of brain to a brain that's like highly woven and socialized within the frame of, you know, our present society. But a lot of people, they just don't like that. They don't like how people can go there because, you know, what we don't see is that back in the day, like when we were, you know, primitive mammals or whatever, when you had a weak person in the herd, they were left and then you kept, everyone else kept it pushing. But the person that was let, cast it off went through this horrible experience of like not, that probably didn't end up in their survival, but somehow gets, that's, that experience gets passed down. And I don't know. I was like, I feel like a lot of the things that like I'm thinking are like written up as like things that shouldn't be trusted because they're just like, you know, old, like not like old, but just like not substantiated by facts or any sort of study or whatever, but like they're still truth to that sort of analysis and there's like like that analysis is speaking towards something beyond this sort of realm of like what's acceptable and what's not acceptable and it's not like going to go away because we it's not going to go away because we you know, said it wasn't okay. And I don't know, because then a big part of that sort of paradigm when it comes to things becoming consumable is that becomes a scandal. That becomes, yeah, that becomes a scandal. It's like, well, this person who's really important or like is recognizable, they did this thing that's like not societally acceptable. And then that kind of really brings people in and people are like, oh my God, I want to experience this like chaotic story that you created for the masses. But it's like, I'm sitting here now and just like, I can't stop myself from going from these experiences just because it's not what I was taught should be done or what I was thought was acceptable. And Honestly, I want some Chipotle. See. Chipotle. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. Conflict number three. So this one has to do with the role of music and 
how integral I feel like music is to this, to my, to this trip and to my existence. But like the fact that I'm making this into a consumable, it's like, there's laws that make it so I can't do that without having to, you know, amend for my sins within the system. So it's like, I really want to play music, but you know, then copyright. That this is the this is how I would describe this. Here's a good example. How I described it, just like a couple, that long-winded response a couple minutes ago, maybe like less than a minute ago, but that long-winded response was like how I actually felt about it. Here's the real world manifestation. Wow, you know. I mean I said it. Like, I just spit it out like a couple minutes ago, but now it's not in my head anymore. But it's like, yeah, it scrolled, it's there, it's there. But, some Starbucks. It's there, so. Uh, Oh, so the solution to this that problem I was presenting was if I did one, it's this is this is about my experience. It's not about the music. It's about my experience. If I really needed music, I can like pump them into my AirPods and then like have do audio through my computer so that you just get the experience without the copyrighted music. So that's probably what I'm going to do if we get there. But also, I'm like, the one thing I'm breaking, one of these societal paradigms is like these masculine and feminine roles. Just like, they're all fake. Most of them are fake. I mean, most of them may, okay. I take that back. Some of them may be interwoven into spiritual, whatever, movements and processes and events, but the manifestation is completely fake. Like, some of the roles that women and men play within society are probably based on, you know, instinctual, sexual, whatever like forms of like attraction but like the manifestations are so sterilized that they lose that sort of deepness unless you get to a place where you're able to see that that's what that was and oh yeah Mm-hmm. <laughs>
off the dome. I wasn't singing this song that I heard on the radio, but it's like, it's so funny how I was just able to do that off the top of my head. That just like composite of that, you know, rustic, country-esque type of image of a woman. How that was just able to roll off the tongue. And I'm not connected to that experience at all. But I was still able to, not that experience, I'll take that back. I'm not connected to that identity at all, but I can still resonate with, with that experience enough to create, to know how, like, to make things within that experience. It's kind of, it's interesting. It's really just like, it's something. Mm-hmm. Mm.
for days. I go for a lay. Got this whole image, man. I am afraid. I feel complete because I am in the days. I keep this image and driving my makeup. A couple mixes for a new breed. I'm just trying to get my shoes This style is so just up style. I got the words down. I'm able to collect that. Yeah. Peace and glad of the gibberish. I know you love it. You hear it and I'm never back in the bedroom. Now I'm back in the bedroom. I feel like that for a minute. And you know, I'm not making sense of it, but I'm back in a minute. And you know, I'm back in a bigger this year. Okay. And we see it in my way. And we see it in my way. And yeah, I'm just spinning. That's right off the dome. Then, nigga, they just going home. My ice day. Check my ice day. Got the east side, nigga. Yeah, the slot, nigga. Yeah. I ain't fretting because you already know. I went from beats to beats and the beats and back in the show. I went to collab with the music and then the bass player go and all these end makers. So who? So that and I know the baby. This Nikki shit is boring and then I've been doing it so much. I thought I was there from the beginning. You know, you get it. When you're that Nikki and Nikki, Nikki, and here you winning, y'all. Just the way from Queens, it really hit it, yeah. But that was getting started with her niggas though. And then she got it. Seven up the heights. She bars the parts and then you call them the highest and yeah. And then she put line in the persona. Then in the back for a moment. She lost a connection like young one then. She was never able to get it back. And that kind of shit was really sad because, you know, that shit was really simple as that. Like all her mixes and all this shit to do it right. Because then you know, the old rapper always starts to show me. And then you flow. And then you know, nothing's nothing. That ain't no saying that wanted is something. 
he gonna go on because nothing is nothing. It's off the dome. So leave me the fuck alone. I might be cohesive, but then I'd be on my own. Yeah. I can mumble, but never so humble. <laughs> Only that's become my mumble. This nigga really started laughing after she fumbled and fumbled. I'm wild. I'm tired. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, and yo, I know from friends in the girl, they do this shit on the floor again. Yeah. Experience may be inclusive. Because you know, you just want if you do it. The wild ones producing the music, those are the ones that are willing to fucking do it. Yeah. Put, they put their heart on their sleeves. They, they put balls from their knees and then they fall to their knees and baby. Yeah. We always told them they was crazy. Mm. But the only one that live in lady. Huh. Oh, yeah. Mm. This song's education, all of us act informational. Yeah. No, I don't know. Because if this is in my spirit, this is where that I should go, you know. I don't know if a lot of people are able to do shit like this off the top of their head. You know, they have this whole music shit so ingrained into them and to the point where they're able to share who they are and they're, you know, inner working through music. And I know there's a lot of people here, so I don't know if I should take advantage of I'm one of the few, one of the one of the chosen ones, or if this is just some, you know, universal experience that people feel, but society picks the they're in reality picking the chosen ones and they're creating that narrative. For people that they want to have that narrative and have that power, but there's people that they don't want to have that power and they tell them something different when really we're all just doing the same thing. But within that parad within the paradox, I'm going back in. I'm sorry, that was really that may have been revelational, but I want to be in the paradigm now where it's like this really could be something. This could I, this can be my calling. This can be what I can do in the system that feels the most genuine. But you know, what's the point of being genuine in the system? Because you know, you just go through so much, so much like ritual, ritual where it's like, you're not doing this, you're not doing this, you know, everyone thinks that you just are giving up on you. Like, it was literally a paradigm that existed all throughout feminine media that, like, people who go into artistic shit and people who don't follow that path of, like, college, office, job, whatever, those are the people that are just, like, not desirable, and those are the people you should look down on. Like, those are the people who are brave enough to say, like, that all the society, like all these sort of like manufactured roles that we play aren't, aren't worth it and don't, my, who I am supersedes the role that I play in that system. And those are the people that we're telling aren't, them that they aren't like, you know, logical or like attuned to what's going on around them and really they're the most attuned. And your other people are measuring their tuneness based off of what they were taught and how like how much they follow those teachings.
So I'll get up and leave. No one will come to fight. No one will come to fight. No one will come to that I'm opted correctly for this real life experience. You know, because I'm not doing this again. I mean, like I said, I don't know how long this whole project's gonna last, but I'm not just simply doing this because, not just simply doing this because I wanted to document and like a, a map for all the rest of my experiences. Sucks too sad.
another answer. Another obscene revelation about this whole media shit. The directors are the ones, the best directors are the people who are able to translate this whole human experience into, you know, visual concepts, like visual things. Those are the people, when people watch those movies, they're spiritually connected to the the underpinnings and everything going on that, you know, that's what they're still relying on that that's what, you know, they're connecting to. And I pieced that together, it was a little messy. And it was a little messy when I pieced that together. So just making sure that you guys are here. And it's understanding, but I just feel like I'm on the verge of mental breakdown. And I don't know, I was really anxious. And like, I'm recording myself. This is like something that's going to be like online. And I don't know. Like, it's like one of those things where it sounds like a really fun idea now, but then, like, when it happens, and then people say, Rad, it's going to be more so embarrassing. But, you know, I'm propping it up to be this huge thing, but really, if it's going to be something that my friends in the future. My future friends can laugh at. <laughs> it's kind of like, I don't know. If I was to go on baggage, this would be like my medium sized baggage or something. And I don't know. It's just, that's kind of, that's kind of funny though. I'm also like, I can't not do this. Like, this is, I, this was a decision that my present mind didn't make. And that's probably a more genuine. You know, that's my little genuine representation of what I really want to do. And you know, part of believing this is a, where a lot of musicians are, where it's just like we're past that point of like having, not having enough pride to break that societal norm. But then it's like making content that people can relate to enough to um, garner success and garner a fan base. Cause like, we're all within the spectrum of like, this is the f- true raw experience and this is the rejection of that in my pre- in like the present framework. And the more there's a balance, so if you get too low, then you're, an- you're like alien, you're alienating a lot of like other people who contribute to the current world order and capitalism and all that stuff. But like, if you're too much into capitalism, people see that and they're like, oh, that's not what we're at anymore. And like the ball is constantly moving towards that true existence, but also moving away from it at the same time because we've made mistakes in the past that go against that whole true humanity, one world shit. And in order to get closer to it, we're going to have to face so we're going to face the fact that it happened and not, you know, try to like and be vulnerable to the fact that we were against the order. Because that's what people are going to fall off. This is really fun. This is really, you know, ooh, cool content when you're like 
contributing to the to the order and but once you're on the other side you know this is just like reality and it's just like a lot of people probably aren't going to get there but the people who do are going to be the ones who drive this and like that's kind of where fan bases are kind of made up of people who get that and then you have like spectators who may like pop their head and be like oh that's cool for a second but they don't really resonate or not at the point where they can resonate with the fact that they're not connecting to the more real version of our experience and I don't know I feel like back to like a little splash in from my producers at regular world it's like I sound very I feel like the, the vocabulary I'm using is very ableist where it's like we're all just progressing through this like this idea that I do believe that we're all progressing through this natural progression of like life and living with others and being a herd or like, yeah, like a herd or a pack species. But also there's people who are fundament that that cycle fundamentally challenges them. Like those are like like the people who just like have these natural, you know, conditions and things that cause them to be less apt to fit into society. And you know, society's just getting to the point where they're like, "Oh, you're you, we can accept you in," but you know, and like normalizing just like accepting people at least like in the or fringe to mid fringe of it's like middle to the middle of the middle. Middle is just like, you know, it's like the, it's a non-fringe idea now. It used to be like a fringe idea, but now it's like the rebellious teenagers and like the people within 10 or 20 years of that could feel that experience in varying degrees, but it's really focused on the teenagers where it's just like activism and like, standing up to norms is like that's like very present and kind of like in terms of psychology how it describes it is pretty accurate you know as we go through the cycle of like our natural cycle of maturity as like animals the manifestations that we go through in like psychology books they fit those spiritual manifestations but you know they're just watered down I don't know this is just really funny cause like I have a radio show like a, a radio show in the present world where I talk about whatever's on my mind and like I just that's just what I do and that's just and it's still so far connected to what I do in this show. And you know, it's like existing within the frame. You know, I'm at the like, I'm past the midpoint of the frame, but I'm still leaps and bounds away from what I actually am.
And I don't know, this kind of sounds anarchist. Like, there's people who agree with these sentiments and they have labels that are coded, like, are just negative or they're given negative images. Because, like, there definitely is a group of people who are kind of on the same line as me. But also, like, that, that's just conflict because, like, I also belong to fringe communities and that's just like, I can be, the same defense that I'm defending can be used against me and it would feel horrible. And then, you know, present me, present, one thing you guys can call me out about whatever this is, but present me is very aware of that kind of stuff and aware of what are pinpoints and being respectable because presently really contributes to that societal paradigm and what society deems appropriate. But then again, fucking shit. Then again, I'm still able to produce content like this where it's like, there's obviously an other side and it's kind of just all fits into what I was talking about towards the beginning I can't really, I mean, it's very, I feel like it was very much like I stated something at the beginning of lecture. You saw an example of it, and now it's very clear that I did that because it was an example of it, even though it just felt natural. But, you know, just being so ingrained into academia that, like, the little patchwork storytelling is how you're, like, you're just, like, you know, innately tell stories but stories I really I love storytelling it's like it's just such a good skill to have and people who are just able to reach into what's going on to the point where they're able to tell stories that people resonate with it's just it's really miraculous and I feel, I mean, I fall somewhere in that dynamic of like, you know, people who feel this way. And then there's a large hump of people who like feel this way. And then their manifestation or the connection to other people just isn't able to catch that sort of wavelength of like universal acceptance as other people. Like there's probably like, like Ariana Grande, there's, a, there's probably hundreds of girls have a similar type of story to her and they all kind of don't really matter because society chose Ariana Grande to be the carrier of that sort of persona and because like personas also are created these celebrities they're the way that you know they're presented to us that's created and you know people kind of lose sight of the fact that that's created because we know celebrities so much in their you know present or like varying degrees of present, because you know any public appearance as a celebrity is kind of just like pulling you into like whatever framework they built for you. But we see them in different wavelengths of like you know stuff like that, and yeah, I'm gonna drop that there. That seemed to be something that really did, and you know, I, I just. Put 
I'm not scared. Because, like, this can have negative ramifications. And, like, this, like, things that I, like, that are just in my mind. This, oh my God, wow. Like, there's, like, a lot, like, this is something that could have been sacred. This is something that could have been just something I know about myself that I'm so ready to like release myself to the beast of what's societally acceptable and make this a consumable when like if it's not consumed well it can have real ramifications in whatever I'm doing and I can like lose credibility I can like be like laudered as like some sort of like person like naysayer or a person who's not like the utmost you know fitting in like this the utmost I like the only way I can describe it is good person because like that's just how it's it's passed to us in society like people who exist without this framework are just they're good people they're people that are like you know unbiased towards or prejudice or anything like that, but you know, I also, I accept the fact that on the scale of that to like innately selfish and just doesn't care about other people at all, I'm probably closer to that image of person, but I also realize that I'm not like at that level yet. Like if that was a 10, I may be in like, seven or eight but like to get there i still have a lot of work to do and even when i'm talking about this as if that's the goal the goal is to be that thing when i could just be chilling wherever i fall and then be against the system because in that system i would just start to become less and less you know seen as that person that should be taking that people should be taking chances on and like as that representative of what's going on or like that pack leader that pack leader and i don't know because like in my present when i'm like presently conscious and all that stuff i never really think about evolution and the roles that humans like 
way of like descending from primitive mammals and like that whole story that was taught to us is what happened, but you know, evolution was how society manifested the experience of evolving and being in spirit throughout. Like, well, well, we had spirit and being throughout a realm, like, regardless of our bodies. And I think I, in this moment, just realized that, like, I believe in all that spiritual shit and like the fact that like spirits travel within beings and within figures and like that shit's real. I came to the realization that I believe that shit's real just right now because like I just I know when I die that this is just gonna be this whole entire like consciousness that I created throughout my life is just gonna be transported into something else and that can be anything but i believe that's real i think that that's real i mean uh, i've had my own pinch points with this whole idea of religion and spirituality but like i got that far definitively because you know i always just didn't really want to be defined by those sort of things i just felt like it was dumb like <sighs> Guys, I can't, I just not say this. I can't just so be respected, be like respectable and just like. But then, you know, like, there's a certain audience for this type of shit, and they're not the best. Like, just in terms of being good people to people, and there's like a balance. So there's a balance. That's what I've been saying this whole time is like, you can have your moments where you're not, you know, being all welcoming and, you know, just you know, whatever society wants you to be or tells you is acceptable. That's so, you can have those moments and you can have moments where you just don't do that and you're allowed to have a duality in that sort of realm, but you have to make sure that, I forgot what I was gonna say. <laughs> Like, we're not all, what I was trying to say was, we're not all these, like, angels that have always just followed all of these rules of society, the present rules of society, even when those rules didn't exist. Like, just like in the sense of what we're talking about, ableism seems to be, like, able society seems to be something that's been carrying on my mind tonight. And it's like, we're just getting to the point where not where our like vision and how we're supposed to talk about and like interact with people who are in varying levels of ableness or like that should be something we should do. That's like a new thing. And then there's people who are just like, I've always done this and this is just who I am. And I've never like, said anything out of that and then they use that and then like that's just how they analyze it when in reality they were never there's probably either proof of them doing contrary or they were just never in that experience to do it and i want to touch on the people not in the experience to do it 
and like people who are like that and then think that they're superior because they're like yeah i think they're superior because like they've never felt fallen into temptation or something this is something that silver me says it is like a proverb of my life where it's like oh come on it's more it's more innate to who i am that i don't forget it like that it's more innate. so the, the proverb is if it, it revolves around someone who was an alcoholic but i mean generally speaking someone who has an addiction or an affliction and when you know it's one thing to you know have that affliction and then get over it and then remove yourselves from the trigger and then live your life you know without that affliction that's an, that's an easy route but what it's really more admirable to do or like what i see myself doing is to like have these afflictions and have these pinpoints be honest about having them and then you know lead my life that way where it's like i'm i'm being like i'm just like i'm being responsive i'm i'm atoning for the fact that i have those thoughts instead of acting as if i never do so that i don't feel as bad or feel in the same team as the person who normally didn't didn't do that and is now getting in trouble for not doing that based off of how society has moved and this could apply to so many things and like i don't know this is not i can't I, this is not a present reality show like i get this empathy shit it's like ingrained into me as well i'm not we, this is not how what the person I'm gonna be when you meet me or like even when I'm in this state I can probably turn it on in a second but I purposely chose to turn this leave it off and be authentic and be and get out this side of me because it's been building up just like constantly feeling like you're this horrible person because you know you didn't know any better for doing something and you know so I think it, like, but then here I go again. I'm also on the other side of that where it's like white people sound like this all the fucking time. And they're always just like so blase down with the fact that they hurt other people. And I don't know. And, it, that, and like evidence is looking like that's a shared experience. And when that hurts me, I should be as ex understanding as they should be now and i don't know i don't know and then you know within the community within yeah you know, within the community you know people always look down on people like that and but then again within the community people who have that ability always think others are looking down on them when really no one else cares Wow. I'm gonna stop there. No one else cares. No one else cares. We have gotten so removed from our natural herd or pack mentality that no one cares about constantly making sure checking the stats of everyone around them or like just 
always being concerned with what everyone else is, what everyone else around them is doing, because we're we're, we're being trained not to be that way anymore. Because I don't know, but and that's what we're at right now. That's what's going on. That could be it. That could be a solution. And you know, we're getting into. So like, I feel like this stage is very indicative of maybe like a slightly heightened caricature of how I normally act. And similarly to the first mania stage where it's manic 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 phase, where it's like everyone knows, no one's able to tell the difference. I'm in a similar state now where it's like, I can interact with people and they probably wouldn't be able to tell that anything's different and I don't really know what the stage represents because it's like I don't know it's just like manic pressure I mean I have my own experiences with anxiety and it's anxious and I know why it's anxious but knowing why doesn't fix the fact that I still am anxious and what psychology and what therapy have become really good at is like giving people resolution on the why of why something happened or why people feel the way they do. But they their solutions for getting past that are often based off of it's not experientially based, so it's like this is what worked for like it's like the average subsect of what's worked for other people who are able to call their way out of that. And yeah, that's kind of how it moves. It's just like whatever they did and just like people, society just like kind of codifies it and looks for similarities and then puts that out as a solution. That's like true for so many of these like wives' tales and like general precautions and laws and rules and conventions where it's like yeah that's probably that's why i think it is i'm gonna stick with the answer and you know what i'm doing now is that that is my internal answer that's how i feel on the inside where it's like that's the reason why i'm doing the thing but now I have to create the present manifestation where it's like, what do I do to like make to, within the framework to make that more acceptable to say, or what paradigms do I use to like get that sort of message out in like subconsciously. And yeah, this is like a textbook. I know, please don't use it as a textbook. Actually, I mean, I'll let you guys make your own decisions, because I'm sitting here and I can act like I'm so coy to the fact that this is a consumable, but I feel like a big product of this show is the fact that, like, I kind of want this to be a consumable. Okay, I said kind of. I'm definitely, a large reason why I'm doing this is because I feel like this is what I can do to connect, to be part of this shared system because it's genuine and it's real it's like real but it's also i want the best of both worlds and i want to be i want to exist within the system but also be able to 
represent, you know, the breakdown of the system or like be, have a lot of conflicting notions and optics, but also exist wildly successful within the thing. And I don't think that's something I should really want. I don't know. I mean, I want that, like, but I don't know if that's something I really should want. And, you know, within the system, it's like, it makes me feel like a bad person, but I don't, you always have to realize that like that feeling of feeling like a bad person is normally due to a conflict between society and how we are, how we act without, how we act before we had societies mm-hmm. and there's that linkage and I don't know, part, I'm still just really scared, honestly. Because, like, this is still semi-anonymous, and I can get to any, I can get anywhere within the next, I don't know, five, ten years, and then this can come out, and this can, like, turn heads, and it's like, I'm saying a lot of stuff that's, like, honestly, I still feel like I'm not saying it, stuff that's just, like, so, you know, out of order that, you know, there's going to be high-skill controversy, but I'm also, like, not, I'm not fully, you know, backing up. I'm not fully, you know, not being inauthentic and hiding these thoughts, especially because this is just supposed to be my thoughts. It'll be, like, there's definitely kind of decisions about which thoughts I share, and, like, what thoughts I keep for myself because I'm kind of scared of the ramifications of those thoughts being tied to who I am being, you know, a problem. But, but, producer I don't know like it's not the lyrics it's not the lyrics that's that's it's not the lyrics it's the it's the actual music composition that is seems the most innate within me like putting songs together together I all ready for the classroom is about to open.
the video and you can honestly see everything that's going on and I'm just trying to realize why talking like this became so synonymous with sex and it's like I don't know if that's the manifestation of you know animal attraction that society themes is like, you know, still acceptable because, like, we can naturally just be attuned to, like, fanatically to, like, each, like, females and males can be, like, attuned fanatically to each other and, you know, even same sex. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm a queer man. I'm definitely queer myself, but also, like, we also have, at least, let me, okay. Okay, I'm gonna talk about how I currently feel about my experience coming to terms with my identity. And I'm giving this to closure because this is my experience, but I also feel like people can resonate with that. And people that, and it's not something that's really, you know, a good way to see things in terms of society, but. So I feel like a lot of the same sex attraction that we see probably across, like, I mean, dolphins are same sex, have same sex partners too, and make some other mammals and animals too. But I think that is most of the time based on trauma. Yeah, most of the time based off trauma where it's like, I don't know how to explain it now. Whereas, like, genetically speaking, we are meant to be attracted to opposite sex individuals because that's how you, we, you know, instinctually pass on a gen, you know, the whatever, what was it called? That's how we pass on the, our genes and the species. But I feel like there's some people who are just naturally not at, I guess I would say. Or like, oh, this is so controversial. My fucking God, I want to be someone. <laughs> but it's like, they're just not, oh my God, this is so contro. This can like make me destitute somewhere. If I'm like fully like ridiculed out the system, what is that going again? But uh, like, I there's no going back to putting this out. And if it becomes a thing for all the wrong reasons, it's like, you know, it's just like I I wouldn't I would lose I wouldn't have the best of both worlds. I would lose all the comforts of being within the system and then I guess try to find those a place to be and like a sense of identity and like belonging somewhere else but I doubt that that's an easy thing to do 
without money. And that's kind of feels like what leads people into this conservative way of thinking where it's like, as long as you're protected, you don't care what happens to anyone else because while we are, you know, a pack individual, we're also, you know, tribalistic and, you know, we're protective of what we have in front of adversaries. And if we see each other as adversaries, you know, that's natural. That's like passed down from other species, but society makes us think as if that's, that's, I don't know how to word that, like that's bad. And just to give you all a sneak peek of how President, President Nathan looks at this, it's like, I'm very just naturally accepting and you know, it's normally not even a second thought to like help someone or like be on their side or support them when I'm faced with these or just like whether it's like a new thing that changes what how I act. I'm very cur- courteous to that sort of stuff and like do it without really asking or naturally. And but these that just because I do that doesn't mean that I don't have those thoughts that are contrary to the way that I act. And those are, I think that's what's behind intrusive thoughts where it's like intrusive. And okay, yeah, intrusive thoughts. I, don't, I think I'm gonna do, I think I'm gonna end the episode now. This is our first episode. And I will, hopefully when my Chipotle comes, I will take some time to myself just to, and listen to music and vibe and not be doing this. And then I'll, if I feel the need to come back, I will come back and then we can get this whole shindig going again. Because the way, you know, I, I haven't, I made an agreement with myself to be a representative for this moment, but also I, I, I drive the tough bargain. And I'm not going to sit here and reveal everything that's going on. Even though it seems like I'm talking about so much that's going on, you're never going to get everything because I'm still a person. And that level of autonomy is natural. <laughs> like, that's not, that sort of sentiment of, like, this is mine and I want to keep it to myself, that's natural. And... I'm just, I'm, I'm going off on a rant that also could be portrayed as like tribalistic, misogynistic, ableist, or like colorist, you know, like whatever, you know, malintent towards other people type of ism that you want to throw on there. But I'm not like that when I'm in a present thought. And even like when I'm of this this train of thought around other people I'm, I'm not like caving I'm just saying the system's way too ingrained in me to do any of that stuff because you know the ramifications are so serious but I'm just saying that the thoughts do exist and these are intrusive thoughts that's what we call them because you know I think a lot of us were very uncomfortable with the fact that we had these thoughts and society was kind of just like throwing us a blanket of like, oh, that's not really you. Because it's like, 
there needs to be some sort of retribution for the psychological state of people who know that they don't, they haven't always followed all of the things that were susceptibly acceptable today. And we kind of threw them intrusive thoughts just to like coddle them. But those thoughts are, and you know, oh, it's like a therapist focus right now and be like, this whole entire manifestation to an intrusive thought. And they may they may be right in that. And you know, I don't I said they may be right in that, but I'm like, I'm so certain that it is. And the whole point is that that's what it feels like when you have these thoughts, when you have anxiety, you're so no. You're so certain that your anxiety is reality. And that's how they describe anxiety, but I also think that the the nomer and the capturing that experience as anxiety as something that can be like, you know, that can be artificial, like that can be fixed or artificially, you know, suppressed is like, that's like, I don't know how I feel about that, I don't know. And so that's really true to what, what's really going on. And, you know, I think that's been also just on, I feel like that's been a hallmark of society. That's a hallmark of society where it's like, we all kind of just feel this way, we just go along with it internalize it to whatever point we feel comfortable and try to write it out with people at that way. Like, you know, the people who are probably like 20% politically correct that are like not probably some of them affect up to the upper realms of the system, but most of them are within the low, the lower realms if you want to attribute value to how much money you have, which is flawed system, but the system I'm going to use for this example but like those are normally the low people. And then as you conform more and more, you get higher and higher and there's like a break. And then you have the card holders who were chosen from that high or that, that upper class or some defectors from the lower class, middle class, and like all those things, they sometimes get into the super elite class that's just like, honestly above the like it's like so far removed from any sort of like reality of human existence the way that they created it but then they also have the cards to create it and to morph it into what fits them and that's getting dangerous because now there's people that are there's just more and more people who are able to have that influence and effect and a group of them with the wrong intentions could just like really fuck shit up and like make it make that into the thing that's a reality that's something that could happen and we're just we that's just scary that's just honestly scary and people don't like that but anyway i'm gonna end this episode to take some time for myself and yeah and, uh, 